Hello and welcome to the show. It's Tuesday, August the 1st. On tonight's show, we'll be reviewing our 5-3 success in the US Tour versus Barcelona. We'll also be pre previewing our Emirates Cup tie v AS Monaco. Also previewing our Community Shield tie against Manchester City. Also, in sensational breaking news coming out this evening, we'll be talking about David Rea from Brentford. And also, at long last, a statue in dedication to Arsene Wenger. Sit back and enjoy the show. Um, I'm joined by my regular guests and where it all started two and a half years ago. Uh, John Meena, how are you, pal? Not too bad, Johnny. Nice to be back. <laughs> but seldom is wonderful, I think you'd agree. <laughs> yeah. You're looking very sophisticated with the glasses, John. Nice change. Trying and waiting beside my phone, waiting for the call. <laughs> Months and waiting. I was going to say low professor, but uh, low baker, Amelia, to say something. Fair professor. Yeah. <laughs> We're sick with Professor Blake or so. <laughs> um, welcome, John. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, pleasure to have you again. And also by our very own Brendan Boyle. How are you, Brendan? Nice to have you back. All good. All good. Nice to be back, lads. You all having a good summer, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a bit of sunshine before the summer's out, that's for sure. Um, but I think we'll start off with, I think it's fair to say, we'll start off with the women's game. Um, Ireland sadly knocked out um, against Canada there last Wednesday. But um, our very own Kate McCabe scored a wonder goal from a corner kick against Canada. Um, I'm not being biased here, but I think Kate McCabe is our best player for the women's team. You know, her, her dedication and our pure passion for the game was really I saw in all three games there in the group stage. It was just um she's a great ro role model for upcoming girls that are going to be playing football or are interested in playing football. It's it's great to see and I think um they deserve she deserves all the credit and, all, and the Irish women as well. Um Alessia Russo scored against China today for England they're through to the next round. Illestead and Blackstenius progressed with Sweden as well into the last sixteen and Victoria Palova for Holland as well. Um I'll come to you um John, what do you make of the Irish women's team in the World Cup? Very pleasing on the eye. It's huge for them to be there. Post time yeah. ever major tournaments. Um, I don't think they've been disgraced. It was a group of deaths. Yeah. Um, Australia, the hosts, are one of the favourites. Canada, the Olympic champions. I don't follow. I'm not going to claim an expert in the women's game. So Nigeria surprised me. Um, yeah. I did watch the game against Australia when they beat them. And they looked a very useful outfit against Ireland. Ireland done well to get a point against them. They, they really surprised me how, how strong they looked. Um, you're right about Katie McCabe. She's the, the she's the class act in the early squad. Yeah. I, I, I think it was always going to be just go there, try and put on a good show, don't come home disgrace. I thought he played well in all the games. Yeah. He just acted a little bit of cutting edge and a little bit of, you know, final class ball in the, you know, in the last tour of the pitch. Um, they deserve a lot of praise just for getting there. And um, I hope it gives the Yordish game a, a, a huge boost. And hopefully we'll see more Katie McKay's playing in the English game in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I think they can all... I thought to say from Brosnan yesterday, 
was Freddie Gordon Banks esque, as Tony O'Donoghue said, and it wasn't it. It was she really gave it the performance of her life yesterday, didn't she? Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, head heads held high and we're in disgrace in any three games, and even some of the decisions went against them. Sadly, I think I think they deserve probably to maybe finish second, but look for the first appearance of a major tournament. Um, heads held high and the future looks bright. Brandon, did you see any of the Irish women games over the group stage? Pretty impressive, weren't they? I was watching. I watched the first couple. I didn't see the last one against Nigeria, but I, I was really, I was really impressed that they got there in the first place. And uh, yeah. yeah, and as, as you're saying, Katie McKay was just a tiger and skill, <laughs> everything. I, I, I just think she's fantastic. You know, and yeah. I really like watching her. Yeah. And she's, you, you know, I think she'd kick anyone up in the air. Like she has no, <laughs> she just plays her game, gets on with it. Just, <laughs> I love that I just love seeing that and she she has the sort of the joy for the game as well so it's um she's a credit and uh and that's not taken away from obviously the serious skill level that she has and and all the girls so it's uh the game has come on and and that's that's only going to push it on and you can see by the massive crowds they had supporting them which is you know it's going to spur people on further down the line for the next tournament and such and so forth so yeah, it was brilliant. And, uh, you know, as as, uh, as John was saying, they were in the group of death. But they only lost they only lost by, by a goal in, in each game. And and even, you know, they got the draw with Nigeria. So it, they were always going to be up against it. And, you know, fair play to them. Heads held high on the way home. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Katie McCabe, she wouldn't knock out a place in the men's team, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, she's just raw passion. Um, in terms of the other cards I mentioned, lads, uh, Alessio Russo, she's not to be some signing, isn't she, for us, John? That's a youth. Um, we obviously tried to sign on in January, in the, during the, uh, the January window. Yeah, um, sure. three is huge. But we saw we lost so many players last year, the ACLs. Yeah. Uh, all strikers, it was important to get someone in. And she's at the, at the highest level of the women's game. She really is. A, there's very few strikers that can match her. So that's a huge, huge boost for Ireland. Oh, for yeah. Arsenal, sorry, and um, <laughs> England that they actually got a huge win today into the last 16. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's going to be one of those sides, no one's going to want to play them. They're, they're well capable of winning this thing. Yeah, um, I say you're the same, Brendan. Say you say, yeah. I say you'd like to see the other girls progress further in the competition, would you for Sweden and Holland and England? Well, maybe not England. <laughs> anyone but England yeah. Yeah, yeah you know that's the way but this the strange the strange the strange thing is like John touched on it there the ACL all the ACL injuries that's right and they're trying to work out what what's been causing them and they still obviously they haven't they don't have a clue they were looking at boots the load on them and stuff like that it's very it's, it's concerning for, for any athletes to be that you know to be injured but for them all to be injured in the same way and the same area, that's that is a big concern. Yeah, it's happening a lot actually for not only Arsenal but a lot of the women's teams in the women's super league. It seems to be a recording injury, doesn't it? I know the Chelsea manager, uh, she was saying that even a couple of her own, it's pre- predominantly in women that that injury isn't it? You know, it happens yeah. in men, but not not in one season. As not like, frequency yeah. over the last couple of years. The, the women's yeah. game in flooded with ACLs which is a serious injury as yeah. they're looking into it scientifically has it got something to do with the shape of the hips and density mm. of the bones and yeah. the way they 
it uh, at least they're looking into it and take it as a serious issue. Um, it's very hopeless. Find a solution um, because it's, it's crazy losing so many players to such a serious thing. It's such a short spate of time. Uh, something has to be done about it. it. Has to be looked into. Yeah, and the women's game, <laughs> women's game has improved so much over the last few seasons. It's... Absolutely. You want you're looking at great young as well, so you don't want to be putting them off with no solution to this. So they have to find. They have to be part of. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed that we, we've they find a solution to it over the season. Yeah. Um, best of luck to the women's team, women's the, the women that's left in the competition for the Arsenal, and hopefully they progress further in the competition. Um, but I just yeah, just a big shout out to Katie McKay by far the player of the tournament for Ireland. I think we'll agree, and uh, no, no shame there, you know, heads held high, they can be very proud of what they achieve. So, um, they'll be coming home soon. Um, I suppose we kick on to the men's side, lads. Uh, last horse that we finished our US tour off with a 5-3 win against Barcelona. Um, from what I saw in the highlights, it looked a really good game to finish off. As you know, both teams attacking, mind us. Uh, goals from Saka, Havertz, Trossard with two, and Fabio Vieira with a wonder goal uh, for the fifth. And Lewandowski, Rafinha and Torres for Barcelona. One player that's really impressed me, lads, in all the US tours, being Leandro Trossard. He's chipped in with a good few goals and he's becoming the player that we saw for Brighton. And the assists he had for us from January to May as well. He cannot, he's only improving as a player under Atata. Um, I'll go to the game first though, John. Did you see any of the game against Barcelona? I didn't watch the live, but I did watch the extended highlights um, yeah. and I read a few reports. As friendly matches go, that was a tasty game. That was that was prime entertainment for 70 odd thousand fans. Um there was a bit of an edge to it as well, which is unusual to see, but uh <laughs> watch it really was. Um I, I don't I think I'd have a heart attack if we saw too many more against games like in the Premier League. But uh as pre season friendlies goes, that's 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 a quality game to watch. Yeah. Were you happy with the Fabio Vieira? There's some goal he scored, wasn't it the fifth? It was a super strike. He's a talented player. I think it's just a case of getting the right position for him and the right players around him. Um, but something I twist on last time I was on at the end of last season. Um, I just wonder whether he's going to get the chance. I think he's an understudy to Odegaard. Yeah. Um, going to be a hell of a lot of games this season in the Champions League. Yeah, looking at the play, the top players now are playing between 60 and 70 games if you take into account the international as well. You can't have players at the highest level playing that amount of games. So there needs to be a rotation. And I think that's Arteta's biggest task this season to rotate the squad and keep us in contention. Um, the last couple of seasons, he's picked his, everyone knew he was supposed to 11. And he went with it because there was something big at the end of it. I think this time around, he has he has a squad now. And I think he's going to have to learn how to rotate it. And, and I'm sure we'll touch on it later. The depth of the squad is unreal. I think if we yeah. sit down and forced 11, uh, you're going to get lots of different answers. Yeah. Really. And that's yeah. the first time in many a season, John, that... We oh. that fans will actually argue what's his best 11, isn't it? Where you could nearly pick it at times, yeah. yeah. Real players can play in different positions. You touched on Trossard, left wing, false nine. You know, <laughs> they probably even cover Odegaard himself. Um, he's an incredibly versatile player. I'm delighted to have him on the squad. Were you happy, John, with the US tour? No, it was only what two or three games we had there. But were you happy with the contribution of Rice, Timber, and Havertz, the new assignments we made? 
those friendlies would have been played anywhere. It could have been played in Australia, in Japan. It doesn't matter. You, it's it's the amount of time they had training together. Yeah. Getting a few miles into the legs before the season starts. Um, there's no you can't judge players on pre-season friendlies. Um, the time to judge them is for this game in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I know Brendan Eamon touched on that point, but John said there, he, he, the preseason games are really just getting minutes in the legs and getting the tactics right for the forthcoming season and, you know, getting the new signings bonding in with the lads. But um, in terms of the match last Thursday against Barcelona, did you see any of it yourself? Were you pleased with the US tour in general as well? I watched the Man United game, all of it, and yeah. um, I thought we were quite poor in there. The Barcelona game, I only watched, I only saw the goals and a few, and a few highlights, to be honest. Um, but as as you're saying, it's it's a case of building relationships with the new players and whatever positions Arteta wants them and the existing players to play. Um, I think people are thinking that he's going to play a different sort of style and stuff. So that's what it's all about. It doesn't. The results don't don't matter. I think so. I think somebody posted up somewhere that the the Invincibles got got beaten all their preseason games or there or thereabouts. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But you know, I wasn't too impressed to see us getting beaten by Man United, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a bit of a bit of a put on on me, but um, <laughs> to be fair, Barcelona like, it looked as you're saying a, a cracker of a game, and like the challenge on Jesus. It just showed, and, and I know like Barcelona were complaining that Arsenal were a little bit physical, but he started it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to play pre-season games, and especially now we have a bigger squad, these players have to play for their positions. Yeah. So he touched on Trossard, and uh, and he has been. He's been excellent. And when we signed him, he was really good. And I remember I was at the Brighton game at home, and. Uh, I was having a conversation with how impressed I was with Trossard and he turned out to have one of the worst games I've ever seen. Like he couldn't control the ball. He was giving it away all the time. And I was like, well, hopefully that wasn't just a, you know, a flash in the pan, but obviously I think this is, he's got a a full preseason with Arsenal under his belt. And now he looks like he's got the bit between his teeth and that's fabulous. I mean, the more, you know, the the more competition we have for places, people aren't resting on their laurels, and it's only going to be good for the team. And plenty of games to go around for everybody, and it's um, yeah, I'm delighted with him, and um, you know, some of the players that come in. Timber looks 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 nice, looks a nice. Havertz, Havertz, I think he's. I I almost feel sorry for him because it was an out of the blue signing. Nobody really expected it, and. People were jumping on him straight away, and like he scored two goals in pre-season. And what more can you really ask? I, you know, the, the proof will, will be in the pudding when when the season starts, um, or even next weekend against City. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. He's, Arteta has seen something in him, and he wanted he wanted him. So, and like he's again, he's another one. He's got a full pre-season with Arsenal, so he's we keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, I think we didn't see the best of Havertz and Fairness lads for Chelsea last year. They were so disgruntled, you know, there was no togetherness. They're, they were such a mess. I think all the heads that went down really at Chelsea, you can see with the clear out there that they've had this summer, they've got rid of the players that weren't performing and weren't 
Shannon, like, complete contrast to our squad last year where everyone bonded really well and that's how we had such a good season. So I think I think we we might see what Chelsea saw in signing him, you know. I think we could see the real Kai Havertz stand up, as they say. But um, I know Edu and Arteta said in on the US tour that they were looking at him last season a lot, seemingly, you know, and he's been under radar. Um, and I don't know what you think on Timber, but he's he's very athletic, isn't he? And I think he can fit into different positions there at the back, which he, physically he's re- really well built for 22. Ajax done a really good job on him, like they do it all. Uh, he's, only, he's, only five, he's only five foot nine, though, for a centre half, big, which is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, so, so is, uh, what's it, your man at uh, Man United? He's only. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, everyone was saying, oh, he'll never, he'll never make it as a five foot nine. Uh, centre back <laughs> in the Premiership, and look at what happened. Know, yeah, he, he's cut from Katie McCabe uh, cloth. Yeah, isn't he? So. <laughs> yes, uh, Katie McCabe, the terrier, they call her. Yes, yeah. but do with her in a few games as she was winning to play for the men's squad. I tell you, um, no, but yeah, I'm really pleased with the three signings at, at the moment. They're really they've really gelled in and they seem to be bonding as well. You know, it's such a young squad as well. Um, They've done a really good job, Arteta and Edu. They've got it, the age profile down to a T, you know, and um, fingers crossed that the forthcoming season can be as successful as last. Um, it brings us on to really our last uh, uh, pre-season friendly as such, uh, which is tomorrow evening against AS Monaco. Um, it coincides really with the Arsene Wenger uh, statue reveal last Friday being his former club. Um Arsene Wenger managed him from 87 to 94 and won the league on title in 1988 and the Coupe de France in 91. Um, so, relatively success, successful before he went on to Grand Prix 8 in Japan. I have to say, and then, of course, in 96, he joined Arsenal for 22 years. Um, three Premier League titles, seven FA Cups and 22 years in charge um, and a long overdue statue as well. Um AS Monaco, they struggled last year. Um, they didn't make Europe at all. They completely fell off. Uh, finished fifth or sixth. Um, they lost Axel de Sassi, their defender there to Chelsea. Um, yesterday, uh, he was in the World Cup squad for France. Uh, the main players really have noted lads. Um, for what 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 a sport does being a preseason game. Um, they've got a lad there, Marie Pan at the back. It really impressed me. I watched a lot of the games on BT, the French League. He really impressed me as a centre-back. Um, Golovan, the midfielder, the Russian player. You probably might have heard of him. Very decent himself. Um, Minamino played for Liverpool, the Japanese player. Kelson Martins, a right-winger. Um, he played for a sport in Lisbon there a couple of seasons back and really impressed me as well. Um, Kevin Volland, the German uh, centre-forward. Ben Yedder, also a neat forward as well. Um, in terms of ourselves, it's a sellout this game. Uh, I'm going to it myself. Um, got a ticket for 15 quid, <laughs> which is a great value. And it's a really good tournament. You know, and it's a meaningless tournament. So it was great to see, you know, a sellout for such a, you know, a meaningless game, you could say. But it's great, great to see fans. They're willing to see our Tetris team. There's a real excitement about it. Uh, John. 
the result is probably be meaningless tomorrow evening, but what would you like to see from the Arsenal squad tomorrow evening against Monaco? Would you like to see a big performance being back at the Emirates? Absolutely. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's really the last real friendly. I know there's, there'll be a bit of a competitive edge in the charity shield, but it's the first chance for the home crowd to see the new silence. And you'd, you'd want to, you know, you want to, you, you want to give them a big shot. Last season against Seville, we worked our asses. And it, and it led to a really, really big season for Arsenal. So you'd like to see something similar. Um, the new players and maybe a glimpse of what Arteta has in mind for the likes of Havertz and the likes of Royce and the likes of Timber. And um, just to give us a glimpse of what we can look forward to. Yeah, Brendan, um, what would you like to see from the game tomorrow evening? A good performance being back at the Emirates? Absolutely. And it's... it's yeah. Just feel good factor back again. Uh, like all last season, it was great. It was great in the stadium. Like I've never heard anything like it. And um, that's what you just want to bring back in again. You want to get the new guys in to experience it. You know, feel the love from the crowd, which I'm pretty sure yeah. they will. I mean, every everyone wants to see see the new guys, and they want they want them to do well. And yeah. um, just want us to sort of hit the ground running and and stuff and you know feel what what the journey that we're on we want everybody on the same page and on the same trajectory up and i'm sure anyone that wants to sign for arsenal now and lots of lots of people do are, are all building into this this feel-good factor and 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 it's not just a feel-good factor it's there's a really good exciting project there and hopefully these are a few of the missing the missing links. And uh, as, as you touched on earlier, the squad looks really impressive and there's a, there's a bit of strength in it. All depends, obviously, on injuries and stuff. If, if we can keep them all, all relatively fit and add a couple more, which they think they might be doing and see where it goes. But yeah, just get the feel-good factor going again. So Get the new players to lift a trophy you know it's only the Emirates Cup which is our own it'd be nice for Rise Timber and Havertz just to get it, that feel of the winning feeling isn't it like it's it's such it's so, regardless of what trophy it's just you know it can be a good bonding exercise can't it when you you know when you've won something isn't it yeah yeah um, well, Spurs were giving it socks about winning was it the golf trophy yeah. or whatever last week so <laughs> I don't think we can I was not a bit shiny yeah, yeah. The DVD will be on sale next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope there's plenty of dust in the cupboard, Henry, so it could be taken. They might need a week to get rid of the cobwebs out of the trophy closet there. Um, but as John touched on there, we hammered Sevilla in last season's Emirates Cup, and you could see the new signings really bonded, didn't they? Jesus got a couple there in that game, didn't he? And the love of the crowd, as Brendan said, once you once you get it off the ground, hit the ground running, you're a fan's favourite, aren't you? And you'd assume that, but Declan Rice, he comes out so passionate about joining Ernst Lake, a boyhood dream to him, isn't it? It's a huge step up. It's a huge step up. He was a really big fish in the last half. Um, he picked him up and he got him into the European final last season. He was outstanding for him. I was unfortunately at the Olympic Stadium to the 2-0 lead. And push it away. But uh, I have to be honest, I really, um, it's a big step up for him to come back. The expectations are bigger. The quality of players around them is better. Um, 
and the media focus is going to be a hell of a lot more on Arsenal than it was in this time. He's had a lot to live up to, especially um, but, um, I'm sorry, it's, it's a pity he's not a full international student anymore and never have any international success. Fingers crossed. <laughs> sort of, um, it, he's 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 now a big fish in a big pond with a lot of big fishes around him. He needs to step up, and uh, I think he has the attitude to do it. He has the ability to do it. Just has to show it. I think to be honest as well, Eamon and Brandon, where he's been in the Champions League, I think he's something to really excel, isn't he? Calling me Eamon now. Oh, sorry, John. Sorry. It's the bald head and the glasses are kind of, you know. <laughs> it's a, a whirlwind, you could say. <laughs> no, but he's well ahead of, of his years, isn't he, Declan Rice, though? Like, he, he kept West Ham up last season, you could say, and when he won the uh, Europa Conference, that's even just put him on another level isn't it so as you said John he's a lot to live up to hasn't he now but I think I think he'll take that I think he's excited about the challenge isn't he you know yeah. um, I, I think he's a monster like every time I've seen him play and I've seen him play a good few times he's been he's been the one that I've been worried about at West Ham I, I, and funnily enough whenever he was sitting back I was like yeah, I'm not too worried as long as Rice sits back Plays just in front of that back four. I'm quite happy. Yeah. I was more worried whenever he got the ball and started carrying it. He's like a train that you can't stop, and yeah. that's what I'd like to see him doing at Arsenal as well. Not just be sitting there doing the little sideways passes, taking the ball off the keeper or whatever. Even though that's something we need and something he's obviously he's very good at. But I'd like to. I'd like, to, and I think his game will expand, and Arteta will expand it to make him almost the complete midfielder. Yeah, That's I went to take. see him. Um, I think it was, it was on Boxing Day when we won 3-1. Uh, it was the first game back after the World Cup. And mm. I watched, you know, he stood out, like when you watch West Ham live against him, he, he was the standout player. But whenever the centre-backs or full-backs move forward, he'd always cover you know, yeah. just, you know, so, and he's very clever, you know, he's, as you said, Brendan, he's like a steam train, isn't he? Once he gets going into into the attacking front, you know, he does nice knees, one twos, and he gets himself, he gets himself in position to score from nowhere, you know. And even though Arsenal fans would say, I was listening to where I was sitting, God, I'd love him to join the Arsenal, you know, and little did we know, it's five months later, you know, it's, he's a real, he, and he's only young too, he's only, what, 24, is he? You know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got ex- European experience as well, which is on to mean a lot in the Champions League, I reckon. But uh, to be honest, I can, he's definitely a future captain. You know, my opinion, uh, not putting too much pressure on him. <laughs> but I think it's going to take a lot to get it off. Odegaard, he was a great, he was a standout player last season as well. Odegaard, yeah, had a you know, the fifty-fifty preseason there. But you, look, it's only getting players up to speed, and you can't really read too much into it, I suppose. Um. It brings us on to the Community Shield preview, lads, um, against Man City, uh, four o'clock on ITV, back at Wembley again. Um, we normally win this Community Shield, don't we, any time we've played here. Um, a great test, this will be a really big test, you know, I think, always matching up against Pep Guardiola, it's always been good games since our Ted has taken over. Um, the major outs for City to date, 
uh, Riyad Mahrez went to um, Saudi Arabia, Al Ali. Um, <laughs> they seem to be holding all the cards in terms of what they're offering money wise with, with City that couldn't even offer them a higher page. I thought he's an unsung hero there, really. You know, I always liked Mahrez and LK Gundogan went to Barca. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> um, they brought in Matteo Kovacic from Chelsea. Um, but I still think their transfer business is still to get into gear. You know, with a month ago, I still reckon there's one or two up their sleeve. They always kind of leave is maybe a week before, or maybe not even a week, maybe a bit after the season starts. But um, I go to you, Brendan. I know you said before we came on air that you're going to this match. How do you see this game going? I know it's only you know as another preseason game, but you could say this is where it starts, isn't it? This is where we we see where we're up to. This is where shit gets real. Basically, <laughs> no other way of describing it. No, I know it's a, I know it's a glorified friendly, but again, winning is a habit and losing is a habit. And it's and as I touched on earlier, it's it, you know in regards to a feel good factor. Like if you go if you go in and put in a performance like we did in the last league game against them, where it was men against boys, that's you know you're you're going into the season a little bit hand hamstrung already um i think arsenal really got to step up to it and i know they're going to really really want to um you know draw a line in the sand and say right this is this is us this season last season you know we had our injuries and and they had such a a massive squad like you know best squad in the in the world basically and and ours our, our our first 11 or 12 or 13 were probably just as good as theirs, but once you start rolling off the end of that, which we were, we were never going to be able to match them. And I think most people realistically thought if we got lucky, we might have won the league, but, you know, they just ran away with it in the end. So it's, uh, but as I say, look, we just, we, we have to play. And if, uh, and, and I know I won't be too despondent if we get beaten, but I, I obviously want want us to win. Um, and I just hope that we we just go for it. And and as you say, we've got such a good record in the Community Shield, uh, Charity Shield or whatever. And that's what we've got to do is go out, play our game. And they'll be they'll be worried about us. You know, they're looking, they were looking over there. Well, they were looking up at us all last season. Yeah. And um, but if you know what I mean, they're looking over their shoulder at us coming up strong on the outside and. We're getting closer, and we're closer than we were last season, yeah. and um, we just have to prove it. And this is this is the opportunity. I think with this the signing of Declan Rice, it's shown City that spending 105 million, we're showing intent now. You know that we are realistic challengers now. You know, I know City threw in 85 million, but deep down. I don't. I think that was just they just threw it in to compete. You know, I don't think they really wanted <laughs> Declan Rice. It was just to throw us off. But I, I, I think when we when City won four one at the Etihad back in April, the relief on Guardiola's face that that defeat really put an end to their title challenge. But it was a release. <laughs> it was a relief off his shoulders that we were we were gone away from them as a challenger. You know, I think they were. I think they worried last season that. God, Arsenal are actually serious contenders for this title, you know. And it was it was great. It was so sad to see us peel off after April. But yeah, I do agree with you, Brendan. Yeah, we are there now as 
title challengers and we can say that now, you know, that's pretenders yeah, challengers, yeah. Um, John, it's always nice to be back at Wembley, isn't it? Um, and this, do you agree this is our, as Brandon put it, the shit gets real on Sunday? This has, I mean, this has the makings of a really, really good community shield. This really has the makings of, as you said, the pretenders to the throne Arsenal going into the game to lay down a marker to the champions. Um, when it'll turn out that way, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, I'd really like to see us play uh, strongest team. And like I said at the start of the show, I have no idea who that strongest team is. And put her up to see. Because last season, I don't think we played them with a full 11. Um, there was an issue, maybe we went to Main Road. Oh, was not Main Road. <laughs> to the Etihad, sorry. <laughs> Half beat before we got on the pitch. And I think the attitude on Sunday will just lay down our marker, just say, okay, even if we do lose, you can look at them in the eye and say, okay, you got that one, but there's still a couple more to come. You ain't getting them all this season. You know, put, put our marker down. This is as the makings of a really, really good game of football. Because uh, City now were one of the threats. I think it's going to be one of the most competitive Premier Leagues ever. And um, it's going to be usually, uh, usually important to get a good start. And it'd be nice to go into the league against Forest on the open day with the community shield in your back pocket and a win over City. Yeah, yeah, I think City don't really look at the community shield as much, but I think... I don't either. It's the opposition you're looking at. It, you it's, what, it's, it's kind of putting down the benchmark, John, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like you're, you're laying down America, okay? Yeah. Here we are, we're here. Yeah. You know, you finish yeah. ahead of us and but you're going to have to finish out of it this year. Yeah. You know. And I think if Haaland does start, we've got the pace to match him now in terms of Timber and Gabriel. You know, it'll be a lot tighter, Mark, and then it was with holding back in April. Won't it? Like, he'll face a different... It's different. Sorry, yeah. Brandon. I I, the issue wasn't Haaland last season. I think they were just smarter than us last season. Yeah. They were more streetwise. It wasn't yeah. just... Holland up against their defenders. It was their midfield was just cuter. They were sharper. They they knew what you were doing more than we did. Yeah, and I, 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 that's where you want to put the marker down. You know, and that's where we lost it last year was in midfield. They absolutely destroyed us in midfield. Totally, yeah. totally. The only one really trying to pull the strings was Martin Odegaard. Really, wasn't he back in April? You know, and he just got swamped, didn't he? A whole group. They were smarter than us. They were much more streetwise. Yeah, uh, they were They were. They've been in that situation before. We have. Yeah, and that's what it looked like. They knew what you were doing. They knew what you had to do, and we struggled against it. This time round, we've got this one round and say, right, you might still be a little bit older and wiser than us, but we're coming for it. You know that kind of attitude. So, um, be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> be interesting. I think with these lads now. There's about, you could say, a good two or three seasons now under Arteta. They've got the experience now, haven't they? Like, the, this 11 that we have, aside from the new signings, they, they've tasted it now, you know, and you, you'd feel that we we can match City now, you know. Um, in terms of United and Liverpool, Gary Neville saying <laughs> that United will finish ahead of Arsenal there the other day. I had to laugh at it. Even Ten Hag came out there. They played Dortmund there the other day. And all the players were arguing with each other. You know, there's just no camaraderie there. You know, Ten Hag is probably trying his best, but I think it's an ego thing with United players. You know, they think they're better than they are. Where on our side, 
it's a re- every player they're not selfish you know there's the, the, they, they'll give everything for the team and the players around them and that's what I see different there's not one player you know as a stand out player the 11 out there are you know we're a squad Johnny you and, can't and read and matches, you can't read anything into theirs uh, for the love of God stop listening to Gary Neville <laughs> you know, honestly God Gary Neville are you listening John the Baker the professor is both <laughs> Well, yeah, I do agree with you. Um, the shit gets real Sunday, doesn't it? You know, this is where this is, you know, it's a, be, it's a good marker for the upcoming game against Forest, yeah. Um, we move on to some uh, possible transfer chat, lads. Um, over the last couple of days, um, <coughs> David Ray of Brentford um, says he's interested in joining. It's only down to terms and conditions, seemingly. Um, John, would you like to see him as backup to um, Aaron Ramsdale? This is interesting. I do not see her spending forty million euro or forty million pounds on a backup keeper. Um, there's no way if he comes to Arsenal, there's no way Arsenal spending forty million on him. He's got one year left in his deal. Brentford have already signed his replacements. Um, this is an interesting one. Um, he's a number one goalkeeper. If this does happen, we have Ramsdale and Raya. I see that only happening for one season, and at the end of the season, one of them will be gone. There's there's no way the two of them are gonna. I just, I just, it's a strange one. To, to be honest, I just, if you're going to spend that kind of money in this squad, I, I, I see maybe a striker coming in just to give you a, a, a different option, something a bit, little bit different to what we have. 40 million on a goalkeeper. As good as Ray it is, and he is a typical modern goalkeeper, really good with his feet. Yeah. A sweeper keeper, so to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Ramsdale. Um, it's, it's a little bit out of left field. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. It does happen. A lot of yeah, I know at the end of last season, Spurs were in for him and Matt Turner, there's talk from going to Forest. Um, would you like to see David Ray and Brendan come to the Arsenal? As, as you are saying, yeah, he, I know we were after him a few years ago and yeah. I think Brentford wanted 20 million quid for him and Arsenal bid 10, allegedly. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it didn't take him. But even... Talking about stuff coming out of left field, Havertz come out of left field, Timber came out of left field, really, and even Aaron Ramsdale when we when we signed him, he came out of left field, and we I know like speaking to the lads and stuff, everyone's going, how come we're spending so much money on a keeper and we've got Bernd Leno, who was a decent keeper, yeah. and it, and it harks a little bit back to George Graham when John Lukic was in goal when he turned around and bought David Seaman. Um, all the fans were a little bit put out, but then turned out that he was a far better goalkeeper. Now, I've, I'm not saying Raya is a better goalkeeper than Ramsdale, but one of the things I know I was concerned about last season, if if Ramsdale got injured, and I thought he was carrying an injury for, for a part of the end of last season. You noticed it on his kickouts. I thought if Turner came in, I was never confident in Turner whatsoever. He frightened the life out of me constantly with the ball at his feet. <laughs> but, yeah. So I think, you know, they're looking around. If they, like Turner, we bought Turner for five million. Forrest are going to come in and buy him. So they say, I think you're looking at maybe 15 million, 20 million yeah, for him. So that's then, good. That, yeah, yeah. That makes, that makes the Raya deal half price. So I think it, 
it's it's great. You know, everyone says it's great to have competition. And you saw Ramsdale in pre-season. He wasn't the greatest, like, yeah. you know, that shot against Man United, a few a few balls straight out into touch. And and he is very good with his feet. Ray allegedly is better. But, um, I haven't seen enough of Brentford to sort of con- confirm or deny that. But, yeah, why not? If we've got the money, obviously we have. Why not go and buy quality? And I think that's all we're doing now. We're, we're not buying... We're maybe the exception of this this young lad from Gremio or something that I think that we're meant to be in for the Brazilian. Every everyone we're buying, we're we're paying big money for and decent decent players. So a little a little bit Galatico sort of signings, I think. Um, yeah, I don't you know if we've got it, why not? Yeah, we're signing another player as well with Premier League experience as well over the last few seasons as well, you know, the Nosa League. Um, it kind of reminds me though of a Burnley situation when they had Joe Hurt, Tom Heaton and Nick Pope. You know, the three top keepers and two of them had to go, you know, as John said, you can't see two top keepers sticking it out, can you? It happens, I think, it only we only have them on one season. Yeah. That's the opinion, if it does happen. One of them will go next summer. Well, I, I, you know, I'd hate to see Ramsdale go, but as Eamon said, he's very weak on his left side, isn't he? I was just watching this, that free kick against Barca, Rafinha, I think it was. He's very weak getting down, uh, strength-wise as well. Both, you know, keepers, both keepers have their issues. I don't think he's taking the ball. His action would be a good um, he, Raya is well-known coach. He's known since he was a teenager. So, that's where the interest is on. It's. I'm just saying it's, it's a very interesting because I think they're both number one goalkeepers. And um, I don't see them alternating games. Um, do you play one in the league and one in the Champions League? You could probably do that with two goalkeepers of this quality. Um, it's, it, it's, look, this is where you are, Ted, against the big books. Yeah, yeah let's be honest. Yeah. Talking look. about Talking about alternating uh, goalkeepers, like he he didn't do it with with Turner at all last no. year, which was a little bit disrespectful, I thought, in some of the games. But I think that showed that he just didn't have it, the faith in him. And well, he gave it, him a couple some... of cup games. Oh, you're yeah, the but he got yeah. injured. So again, we had to play Ramsdale in the last couple. Um, mm. Yeah. About Turner now, saying it's the Turner. Um, the more games he's got, you've seen him. I've seen him playing for the United States in the Gold yeah, Cup, I think, and yeah. he had a run of games, and he was excellent. He really was. I know the standard of football is different, but he, he strikes me as the kind of goalkeeper that he's playing on a regular basis. He will give you a really good, steady performance. I agree with you. Father's come in with that kind of money. It's an no-brainer. Best of luck mm. to you. It really is. He's, yeah. You just, yeah. Um. But I, I, he's an interesting keeper. I'd keep an eye on if he goes to Forest. Because um, I'd like to see him playing on a regular basis just to see how good he could be. You're right. He gave everyone a heart attack with the ball at his feet. <laughs> but um, yeah. Raya yeah. coming in, huge step forward. I have two goalkeepers of that quality in the side. Yeah. He is yeah. quality, Raya. Yeah. Are we, are we now as a centre forward? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, I still think we've got one or two signings still up our sleeve before September, you know, because Edu and Arteta are coming out with a few surprises, especially Havertz, as you said, Brendan. We, no one saw that one coming at all. You know, that was really kept really quiet of all of them. So, look, it's all speculation at the moment, but so far so good of who we've brought in over the last two or three windows. Um, in terms of outgoings, lads, um, I was just looking on the justarsal.com page yesterday, Pat McLaughlin, our friend there, Football Insider, um, Caroline Tierney, Father and Balagun, Sambi Laconga, Rob Holding, Nuno Tavares, Matt Turner, as we said there, and Nicholas Pepe. Would they be all players, lads, that you think are going out the door before transfer deadline day? Depends on the office, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. The if the right offer comes in, they're all gone. Yeah. Do you think those names are gone, Brendan, as well? Yeah. Do you think they're, they're, yeah. they're yeah. All of them I don't have any issues with, with maybe the exception of Tierney. Yeah. And again, I, I don't I don't think Arteta trusts him, same as Turner. You yeah. know, he plays he plays all right and but he doesn't play how he wants us to play. That's the and, and I, I think every He's, he's gone Sorry. heavy on who can come inside and play in midfield. That's not yeah. Tierney's game. Tierney's an old skill left back up and down the wing, and he'll do a top class job for you doing that. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, I think every Arsenal fan will be sad to see him go. Well, yeah. I will anyway, to be honest. But he's too good. He's too good to be, you know, he's but, putting Tommy Aston in at left back and, keep you know, I. I can, yeah, and I can understand them putting the other guys in there because they're all left footed. But once you see Tommy Asu going in there at left back, I think that's, that's you know, the writing is definitely on the wall. So. Yeah, but Tommy Asu, if you had Sal in his back pocket at the end of last season, he was outstanding that day. He, yeah, he but. Oh, uh, I, I agree with you, though. I do. Uh, that yeah. Tony's going to be sitting on the bench for the whole season. Yeah. I think. With those players that I named out, lads, and like our spend has been over the £200 million mark, you'd, you'd merely be expecting to claw a lot of that back on those potential sales, wouldn't you? Because a lot of the players are worth, aside probably from, you know, no disrespect, but aside from Rob Holding and Matt Turner, you'd expect to be getting a good few bob for the others, wouldn't you? Especially Balogun, you'd, you could be expecting a good, what, 40 50000000 million? Yeah. yeah, even 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 Holding and Turner, you, as I said earlier, you should be getting up about twenty million quid for Matt Turner, American yeah. number one. Yeah. Rob Holding, you got Rob Holding. You, you're going to get. You should be getting fifteen million easily for him. Premiership, two yeah. FA Cup winners, medals. Yeah, you know he never. He, he, so he never lets us down, but you know <laughs> what I mean. He, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a good Premiership centre half. Yeah, he's a good. Pre- He's a, he is a Premier League centre-half. As I say, I think yeah. there'll be a lot of things the last couple of weeks of the season, or the last couple of weeks yeah. of the window, sorry. Um, and I think you'll see bids coming in for all those players now. Mm. Once, the clubs, once the season starts, the clubs start to say, right, I'm right here, I'm right here, then you'll see the bids coming in. So, yeah, I, I think the last week of the window is going to be crazy. But everybody, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be... It's going to be... The last week of the season. Yeah, it's always like you'd hate to be retaining players that know they don't have a future and in respect to them, they've given, you know, they've, they've done their best with the years and you can only like to see them move on and progress with their career, you know, instead of holding them back. Um, yeah, so it's only be a busy end of season, or sorry, 
transfer deadline day. Um, Sky Sports will have a splash for 24 hours like they normally do. Um, yeah, as I said earlier on, that's uh, the Arson Wanger statue was re- unveiled there uh, outside the Emirates along with um, he joins um, Thierry Henry, Tony Adams as well, just to name a couple, and Dennis Bergkamp, obviously. Um, are you happy, uh, starting with you, John, that he got um, a statue at long last outside the Emirates? It's going to happen. It was a matter of time, and I'm surprised they unveiled it before the Monaco game. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. unveil it then, but um, it was always going to happen. I'm delighted it happens. Um, the timing's right. He obviously came back last season for the game. Um, time, time heals everything, I guess. People are starting to realise <laughs> He, he, you know, a lot of fans, including myself, thought it was time for him to go maybe a season or two earlier. But you can't forget what he did do for the club. And I'm delighted the statue is there. He deserves it. Are you happy, Brandon, to see Arsene Wenger? Like, he propelled us miles ahead, didn't he? Well ahead of our time. And it's nice to see yeah. that. Yeah. And and well-deserved. Um, and I'm, I'm delighted that he's back. I, I'd like to see him almost doing what Ferguson does at United, sitting at every game and, you know, as we have saying, time's a great healer. And I, I know, like John said, he's a couple, of, I think he was more than a couple of years overdue to leave. Yeah. Um, should have left after the whole, the whole cup final. I think that would have been perfect. But it's, um, he stayed and, and that's, that's the end of this. That's the end of it. And I think, People were glad to see him go, and now they're glad, very, very happy to see him back. All 100%. is forgiven. Always says he's an Arsenal fan, and we all knew he's an Arsenal fan. And it's, you know, it is. He deserves everything there. You could have named a stand after him. I think everyone would have been happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He deserves. He deserves everything he gets. And you know, is is the statue actually unveiled? Or I know it's there's pictures of it. Is is yeah, there an official unveiling or? It's like oh, a little yeah. seed nearly there as well, yeah. And say, you know, but it is out there. It's yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward. I'll be over for the Forest game, so I'm looking forward to going to see it. And yeah, hopefully, if I get close enough to it, get a photograph taken with it, because I have nothing but that. That's a man I would love to meet face to face and just shake his hand and thank him because yeah, he was amazing. So. We'd never be in the Emirates Stadium now without him. I don't think it'd be fair to say we'd probably still be possibly at Highbury and the, you know, with the owners we've brought in as well. You know, like they they've seen the vision how big Arsenal are. It's only when you go to America and Asia how big we actually are followed. You know, like it was it was like a dream. The Cronky said to have them playing and that was it. The MetLife Stadium, I think it was. Um, Allegedly. You know, and like they put their money where their mouth is now, haven't they? The Cronkies, you know, you can't say they haven't. They've given Arteta the money and who he wants, and now it's up to Arteta and Edu now, really, to, yeah, as you say, get their arts and gear and get us the, the trophies that we deserve, you know. But look, most importantly, I think we all agree last season they've given us hope again. It's the hope that kills you, John always says to me, but we believe, <laughs> isn't it? They've given fans a, cha- of a sense of. We believe we can be a contender again. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's as I said again, it's the feel good factor that they brought yeah. into the club, the the anthem, like the angel that goes around, yeah, and the atmosphere. The, and you'd all agree, anyone that's that was in that stadium last year, 
if they compared it to five years ago or ten years ago, different place, incomparable. And and I and, and I've I, look, I've said it to people before. Highbury was never as good as this. And that's never. Say, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Never. You know, I, I was there a few times. The place was absolutely rocking. Um, but you know, the, the the Bournemouth game was registered when that when the Nelson goal went in against Bournemouth, <laughs> it registered on the Richter scale. So <laughs> you know, and I love it. I can't wait to get back. And and you know, it's been a long time since I since I felt that. And I, I you know, obviously I always go back, but now I'm excited. Yeah, and I was excited I, last year. I'm more excited again. I'm you know, I'm back at that little 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 boy excited, you know, we might win something. <laughs> you know. It's a great feeling though, Brendan does saying that, you know, like you're like a kid again. Like we haven't said that we where we've dreaded see going into seasons because we've lost one or two top players every summer there the minute we moved into the Emirates. It did cost us for the guts of what ten, say we're there thirty, what, twenty odd years now, seventeen years or so. And we're only really beginning to feel at home now, aren't we, really, over the last two or three years where we haven't had to sell, where we've added talent and quality window on win, transfer window on transfer window. And it's mm. it's it, the excitement on Facebook and Twitter. And there's very <laughs> there's very few meltdowns now about Craig and Ian Gunry. <laughs> but he says he's a changed man <laughs> last week. So the yeah, retreat to Malaga has done him the world of good. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. You build, you, you build memories in a new home by winning things and having amazing games and amazing memories. Like we won FA Cups and stuff, but they were all won at Wembley. Yeah. We, we've never yeah. won anything. We've never won anything at, at Ashburton Grove, the Emirates. So now you have, you, you know, you've got amazing games. All last season, you know, that Bournemouth game will live long in in memory. Man United. Last-minute winner, Liverpool. You know, they, they, these are all like absolutely classic games, and the tempo, the crowd were behind them. So these, that, that's memories. And okay, we never won anything, but still, it's it's amazing. You know, it's it's building amazing memories, and and fingers crossed, we can keep it going and actually bring some proper silverware in. Not saying the FA Cup isn't proper, but you know what I mean. Like get the league and do something in Europe and. You know, have our have our big big memories, and and that's when it will really really feel like home. And it's only a matter of time, by the looks of things, lads. It's the hope that kids. I said Reece Nansen's goal when he scored that in the ninety odd six minute or something. That goal was onto the finer season. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> we went to that. Well, it didn't go on to win the league, so. Um, no, look, that, that goal was just, yeah, it was like winning the league that day, wasn't it? It was like a goal in the last minute to win a major competition. You know, it was fitting to win anything, any competition. But to, well, I, I think lucky that, to be there, so it was amazing, you know. Yeah, so. it was a lot of years at that game, which is, yeah, it must have been incredible, wasn't it, when that goal went in? Like, yeah. Just bedlam. And that's the <laughs> only way to it. Utter, utter bedlam. And yeah. and as I said, like, it was measured on the Richter scale. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just uh. <laughs> to to come back from two 0 down as well, like it makes it even sweeter, doesn't it? You know, because we've you know just those memories we're, along with Eddie and Ketty against Man United. I think you were at that as well, Brendan and January. Memories scored that last. Minute. I don't know whether you were at that, John, but like we had so many last minute wins and the belief of we were going to get something 
till the very end where other games season gone by, their heads would have went down and the game was gone. But Arteta's drilled it into them. Don't give up. You know, don't give up. And yeah, it's great. We were, grabbing, we were grabbing at straws all the way to the end of the season and we were yeah. getting in far too goals. But we were scoring, we were coming back and, you know, yeah. and it was, we were just like trying to keep our head above the water, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and then, you know, everyone knew it, could, it would probably never last. But hey, they made what, a a they made what a way. What a way. What a journey. Well, that's a big shout out to the Ashburton boys and I think they make a big difference again like they they've added something to it as well haven't they in, in the stage they keep going right till the last minute as well you know it's great to see but, when you're there yeah there's, um, an issue, there's, an issue, there's an issue with them this year though I think oh, the club that? have cut the ticket allocation oh that's a big bummer yeah yeah I was reading that there's however the ticket allocation has been done now their their, their ticket however many tickets they normally get is almost cut in half. So I think there was, there was a big, big yeah. hoo-ha on Twitter about it. And fingers crossed they get it sorted because they are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Really. It's yeah. like gold us this season. Um, I'm and obviously, season. You don't go online to buy a ticket, you go online and put your name in the ballot. You're looking at, what, 17 years now under the Eminence and you're saying the stadium could be 20,000 bigger. And yeah. you'd be still yeah. Still lucky to meet the demand. It's insane. Tickets are going to be like gold of this season. Yeah, and it's great to see as well that fans are crying out for tickets where years ago you'd nearly see empty seats, you know, back in, you know, 2018, 2017, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Pass that ticket on someone because someone wants it. Yeah. You know, fair play to Arsenal. They're clamping down, clamping down on touts as big time, aren't they? Like a lot of tickets have gone back on sale for the community shield where fans were actually trying to make a profit. Well, they're, not, they're not printing tickets. If you're not a member in the memberships game, you're not getting in. You're not getting it, yeah. The tickets are gone. The tickets are gone. Mm. They're, they're really clamping down on tickets. Else, they want genuine fans to get the tickets. Yeah. Um, they're doing everything they can. It's gonna hurt a lot of people, but it's it's just the way it is. It's the way it is. I'm not too sure, just briefly, lads, I'm not too sure. I think the the digital pass game, I think it's the farthest game onwards, isn't it? I don't think the Emirates Cup is included no, at the moment. For every league game and every competitive game in the Champions yeah. League, Cup, FA Cup is gonna be the digital pass. Yeah. yeah, and in terms of that, I know Eamon mentioned it last week for the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club members regarding tickets, you have to be an Arsenal an official Arsenal FC member, not the club or the Dublin Arsenal Club, it's the actual red member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does it take confused because a lot of fans thought they had to be a. Yeah, Charlie I know. Yeah, it is for some people. Yeah. It's not like this game is now, it's been around since the 90s. Come on. It's just that they've kind of been lenient, haven't they, in terms of play for tickets? Yeah. yeah. Email and tickets, but now it's the digital pass. It's the future. <laughs> We're in the 21st century, always. Um, is there anything else football related, lads? You'd like mentioned anything, Arsenal, or anything you'd like to share? I think we've covered a lot tonight, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have to say, lads, it's been a pleasure having John and Brendan on the show. Um, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel as always. Thanks to Martin Stoneville for editing and putting this up. Without him, we'd be lost. So thanks to you, Martin. Uh, also catch us on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. 
beyond the last man with Martin Stoneville hopefully will kick off again in the new season when the Women's Super League kicks off Bannon Sports Direct and Luke and Housekeeping Services are our sponsors <laughs> thanks for doing a good job in Declan Rice's new home uh, check out <laughs> our friends at JoeSarsa.com and at the moment it's the River Bar but who knows it's, it's the River Bar next season it is the River Bar You've heard it first, John. Yep. Thank you for that confirmation. <laughs> it's been a great oh, show, lads. It's been a really good show to have you on. Thanks to you, John Mealy and Brendan Boyle. I hope everyone else has a good week, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers, lads. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you later.